Hi folks, it's Dr. Christine Sauer here with the Sparkles for Mental Health, Growth in Five Dimension. And today I'm extremely happy to have a young and healthy looking man on the show. His name is Justin McClintock and his business is called Feel Strong Fitness. Welcome, Justin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm very happy to have you because fitness is something that is very important to humans because our body was made for movement, as many people forget. Now, let me ask you a question that I ask all my guests. Why are you so passionate about fitness? What makes you get up in the morning? What makes you feel passionate about doing what you're doing? What really excites me about fitness is how it translates to the rest of people's lives. I'm not particularly passionate about what I think of as people winning in the gym. You know, lifting more weight than you've ever lifted before is fine, but I'm really interested in how that translates to the rest of your life. And seeing that one-to-one -one continually work for people is really exciting. Being able to squat a certain amount of weight and that meaning that you can go on the hike with your family that you've avoided for the past three years, that's really exciting for me. I love that attitude. And so in your business, what is it exactly that you are doing? Feel Strong Fitness specializes in creating one-on-one -on -one custom solutions for people. And typically, most of our clients are people who have had what they consider significant setbacks. Maybe they are suffering from chronic pain. Maybe they've had an injury that they've been unable to move past. We have a fair amount of people who feel like they've kind of lost their previous life or previous body. They used to be active in some way. And maybe life, career, kids, age, things have sort of conspired against them. And they feel like they've lost something and they don't know their way back in. And the truth is, there's almost always a way back in. But it often needs to be customized. The, the fast 20-minute thing that works for 22-year-olds is just unlikely to work for a 42-year-old who has the extra 20 years on their body. Yeah, and for a 60-year-old, I just went back myself to the gym. Uh, it is much, much harder, actually, because you really have to have a customized solution to not injure yourself, which is much easier when you're older especially if you have pre-existing condition. And I struggled for about 20 years with chronic back pain before Tai Chi and exercise combined with other methods eliminated that and all the medication associated with it. So it is absolutely possible to lose chronic pain. Now, let us talk about your clients. Tell me about an example. Somebody say middle-aged, you can invent, a, invent the name, of course, uh, that you helped to overcome a challenge like that? 100%. So let's call her Sally. That's not her real name. She was a very active individual, going to the gym five or six days a week, uh, walking her giant dogs. Uh, I'll leave the breed out of it because she'll start figuring out who I'm talking about. But very, very active. Hours of walking around the city as well as going to the gym for 30 to 60 minutes every single day. Suddenly, it felt like suddenly was suffering from chronic back pain. And it got worse and worse and worse. And over the course of years, as these things tend to be, it sort of slowly chipped away at her active life. And she was going to the gym less frequently. And she felt like there were things she couldn't do. And the dog walks were getting shorter. And she would hire someone to do about half the dog walks. And suddenly, three years later, she's not very active. And she's not doing much. And we're not talking about an old person. And what we had to do 
was sit down. She saw a number of doctors. How did that impact her mental health? Was she happy mm. with herself? Did she love herself? Did she love her life? No, enormous, enormous mental challenge. And she felt she was suffering from almost imposter syndrome because she had friends and family who still thought of her as an active, healthy person. And she thought of herself as a tremendously unhealthy person. She felt trapped in a body that wouldn't respond the way she wanted to. She felt like she had developed this life that honestly was no longer fulfilling to her. And she didn't see a way forward. She'd seen a number of doctors and specialists who all gave her, did what they could do, did exactly their job. But typically the medical establishment's job is not to get you back walking two hours a day. It's to make sure you can get out of bed, clean yourself, feed yourself, do all those activities of daily life. She, like many people, is interested in way more than that. So she was feeling trapped, feeling like she had lost her life in a couple of years. We did literally a 20-minute evaluation. Let's see head to toe how your joints move. Let's do a little bit of walking, a tiny bit of unweighted movement. Oh, this is, this is relatively straightforward. Like I can guarantee in six to eight weeks, you're going to feel better. Are you going to be 100%? No, that's going to be, it was three years to get here. It's going to take a little while, but we can make radical changes with some thoughtful, intentional movement. And even hearing that, and we've built a bunch of trust. I've known this client for years, so it wasn't, I didn't build this trust in 20 minutes, but hearing that from someone she trusted was like flipping a switch. And suddenly there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And now she is, I'm actually going to go see her in a couple of hours. And she's doing amazing work and is far more active and stronger and more functional and not in pain anymore. Yeah. Now, that is a wonderful story, and uh, I've done similar things for myself. Many people did, and uh, I still would be doing Tai Chi if it was available, but it isn't. Uh, for some reason, in our local area, it has been discontinued. And I love the social aspect. Some people do. Some people like the personalized aspect, and you can certainly combine that and work with a personal trainer like yourself to get the basics going, make sure you don't injure yourself, and then you can join an exercise class or whatever you love to improve it further and concomitantly do that. Do you also offer group sessions? I do a little bit of group work in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where I'm located. My, I try really hard to make sure that the person's solution fits in their life. So I have a lot of people who are online only and they're doing workouts whenever they can. Uh, I have a, a CEO right now who's doing a ton of traveling and just has a series of 20-minute workouts they can do in a hotel room next to a hotel bed. That's wow. their life. Oh, Yeah. There are do other people who show up and see me in person. What, what do you do for that? Pardon me? Do you have videos for that? Or what do you do mm -hmm. for that? Everything, every single exercise, every single movement I assign someone comes with a demonstration video. So we have an online coaching portal that we use, whether you're in person or online use the same portal so everyone can have access to it. It's also a great way to teach people how to use this. So eventually, my hope is to be wanted but not needed, mm -hmm. by which I mean, I want to create autonomous clients. So if you want to go off, you have developed the education and the awareness and the knowledge, and you know how to do all of this work, because as well as telling you the things that we're going to do, I'm telling you why we're doing them and how they're going to work and what the benchmarks we're going to hit along this process. And then I would say about half my clients don't need me anymore. They like having me. They enjoy having someone else keep an eye on them. And they don't maybe don't have the time to write their programs. But at this point, they're educated enough. They absolutely could do it. And that's, I think, 
the greatest success as a coach is creating autonomous clients. Absolutely. And I love it as a coach and as a person. I love it to see people get healthy and look after themselves, take a responsibility. That said, we all are humans and we all need somebody that asks us, did you do your exercises today? And if we don't have somebody else that do it and are not really disciplined and accountable to ourselves, many of us, like myself, I like to be asked. I like a coach and Marshall Goldsmith. I adore him. He said, we all need help. We all need a coach. And it's true just for that little thing, that accountability thing. Did you do your exercises today? Well, I know Justin is checking in on me tonight, so I better get going. <laughs> it's Otherwise, absolutely I true. Could say, oh my God, yeah. there's this on Netflix. I really wanted to see. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And coaches more than most, I would say coaches need coaches. It is too easy to get caught in your own bubble and think that you're doing the best. Like even just the experience of being a client is so valuable. And frankly, as someone I hired my last coach, the coach I'm still working with in November because I hurt my shoulder and I am Dr. Christine, I'm really good at fixing people and getting people out of pain. Yeah. And I, I was completely unsuccessful with myself. So I hired a coach and wouldn't you know it three months later, I wasn't in pain anymore and stronger and better than ever. Why did I wait a year to do this? Like, I know better. Like, coaches need coaches. Absolutely. And I think that's a personal touch plays a big role. Somebody that knows about what you're going through, maybe has gone through it themselves. They're more or less successful. I mean, everybody struggles with life. Life is not an easy feat. <laughs> and exercising is really a bad word. Uh, because... For most people, or for many people, not most, but for many people, exercise means, oh my God, it, I, again, I'm sweating. Ugh. Women don't like to sweat and stink. So especially women, I'm sweating. I have to exert myself. Maybe I hurt afterwards. I don't want to exercise. But I think if you work out with somebody like yourself, you can apportion that so that that does not happen in that way. And I mean, yes, it's sweating. You can fix it, have a shower afterwards. But <laughs> the hurting afterwards, I think you can probably regulate. 100% and the enjoying while you're doing it. I think too often movement and fitness gets presented as sort of like eating your vegetables so you can get the good dessert at the end. We're going to do this thing that you're not going to enjoy and it's not going to be any fun. So you can get the result, even if the result is something high-minded, like living long and being healthy and getting out of pain and being functional. We're going to do these unpleasant things. If you're working one-on-one -on -one with someone, I don't see any reason that at least part of it can't be extremely enjoyable. One of the things I ask everyone who's coming in is what do you like to do? I have, a, I've been doing this a long time. I have a very deep toolbox. I have, I have a client now who I train. Uh, she's a pole dancer. That's what she does for fun. She, she used to take pole dancing classes. She got hurt. Couldn't do it anymore. It's excellent. I've done a bunch of adult gymnastics work. I haven't exactly done pole dancing, but I think this is going to translate really well. So we're going to work on some maybe kind of boring stuff for your hip pain, but we're also going to do some pole dancing routines to keep that skill set up. And this is enjoyable while we're doing it. And now we're tying that dopamine endorphins to the recovery process. And suddenly the exercise is something to look forward to, not just grit your teeth and get through. Absolutely. So in a way, like I said, we have to train our brain to like what we are doing, whatever 100%. it is that we decide to do. And that's a tenant of coaching. We help train. We are the best brain trainers in the world, I always say. 
So I love that approach. What are, what else are methods you make exercise or movement, as I like to call it? It sounds nicer. It doesn't sound as strenuous for older people, especially. Uh, how do you make it more enjoyable for clients generally? One of the things we will often start with is some breath work, which typically surprises people, especially if they walk into a gym and they see weights flying around and things like that. We'll go to a quiet spot and talk about what we're trying to accomplish. And typically with breath work, we're trying to regulate your nervous system a little bit. And with coaches, especially if you're in person, like watch that client as they walk in the room, you can collect a staggering amount of information in that first 30 to 60 seconds. If someone walks in and their eyes are darting around and I see that they're breathing in their chest only and breathing really quickly, I already know that they're, they're in this fight or flight state. And maybe it's not the gym. Maybe they just had a fight with their boss. Maybe they're under a lot of stress. The fact that they still showed up in this state is already a victory. But if we try and stress them more, exercises essentially manage stress, right? It's careful, thoughtful, intentional, but manage stress, then it would be too easy to kind of push them over their limit. So we're going to intentionally teach them how to downregulate that. Maybe it takes two or three minutes. Get them to a, a easier sort of parasympathetic state, and then we can get to work. As well as doing that, like we'll teach them while we're doing it. By the way, next time you're having a fight with your boss, or next time you get called into the office, or next time your significant other calls you and is asking about a charge on a credit card, you can tap into this breathing while you're sitting there. I'm not telling you I can make any of those situations better, but I will make you far more capable of dealing with those situations well. So you don't hit this incredibly anxious state and feel terrible. And that's going to lower your overall stress. If we lower your overall stress, we've just raised your capacity to do everything else you want to do. So we'll, we'll start there. And then a lot of times it's exploring the kind of things that people need and the kind of things that people want slash like and trying to be creative and marry those things. I think creativity is sometimes an overlooked aspect, especially in fitness. Like if I can, I had a postpartum mom recently who had a decent fitness background and had some, wanted to like, you know, get her body back as it were. I hate that language, but it often gets presented. But as we were going on, she developed some right side pain and it was entirely from carrying the new child on that side. I said, oh, well, why don't we train for this? So we developed some single side kettlebell carries and step ups and got a big sandbag. And we're doing all of these things, training for her child being 20 pounds heavier than they are now. So she found it enjoyable because it's exercise. She got to focus. We're really particular about movements. We're also literally training for real life in a way that was so one-to-one. -one, it was easy for her to see. So it was even more motivation to keep coming in because this is exactly training for the thing I care about most of my life right now, my new child. You know, I like what you just said. We are training for real life. Many people don't think about it. They say, oh, I have to go to the gym because my doctor says exercise is good for you. Now that sets you up to join the gym and then after a month get back out because the success is not right there. And uh, what do you see as benefits of uh, movement or exercise and how do the do couch potatoes get into it? The benefits are enormous. And I usually try and have people do daily movement. That doesn't mean daily weightlifting. It doesn't mean showing up at the gym every day. I don't want people to show up at the gym every day. That's the wrong answer for almost everybody. But a 10-minute walk in the sun 
has staggering benefits, especially compared with nothing, right? People will get, especially people starting a new exercise program, will get themselves wound in knots about constructing this perfect thing they're about to do. And they're going to change their diet and develop this complicated routine. And they hired an expensive coach and they bought some new equipment and they got some new sneakers and they're going to wake up early and they're going to, and they're just stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking. And they haven't even started. Let's what's the smallest increment, especially if you are a sedentary person or a couch potato, what is the smallest increment of movement we could put in your life? Absolutely every day. And you make it smaller and smaller until it seems laughable. Well, could you, could you take, and this is, of course, if someone's capable of this, could you take 10 steps every day? And people are like, yeah, I, what do, you, I do that when I wake up and, and go to the bathroom morning. Oh, great. So already there. Okay. So you're already ahead of everyone else. Can we take 15 steps? And you start, and it, it's a little bit jokey, but you can start expanding this more and more. And be like, okay, well, we're actually going to do a five-minute walk, but it has to be outside every day. No matter what the weather is like, we're going to go outside for five minutes. And that sounds easy. But it isn't because people are going to get busy or it's going to be cold or it's going to be snowy or something is going to happen. You're like, well, I don't want to go out. That's it's actually like three minutes putting clothes on and then click. But I, I committed to it. If you can do that for three weeks in a row, then we can take it up to 10 minutes. And of course, this scales for people. If you're already going to the gym for 20 minutes, three times a week, we can slightly upgrade that. But we're not going to go to six days a week, 90 minutes, because like you just said, that's that's very short-lived and setting yourself up for failure, sometimes in a self-sabotaging way, whether people realize it or not. And you know what I also like? I like the way that you incorporate fun in that process. Like you said, when you, uh, I, can you take 10 steps today? Oh, I do that every morning when I get up to the goal. Oh, you're already there. That's a coach speaking. That's awesome because that makes people laugh and relax because they say, hey, I'm already doing exercise. It's not something scary out there. Big thing, big goal. It's little things and I can do little things. And that's exactly the principle of habit change. And I love it how you, your eyes actually sparkle when you say that. And that is it. infectious. That is infectious, I tell you. And your clients will see it. And if you watch it as a video, this show, you will see his eyes sparkle. And you know, when you work with him, it will be fun. It will be <laughs> rewarding and you will get your goals met. And that's what you want with a coach, isn't it? I think it's really important to build those wins in, especially if people have giant goals. You know, I want to get healthy. I want to get off diabetes medication. I've, my back has hurt for 10 years. I want my back to not hurt anymore. We're Maybe. not going to fix this in two weeks. Exactly. <laughs> However, we can, we, at the beginning, we talked about like evaluating the individual. Who are you? right today. Let's take a picture of this and we'll do some tests. Maybe it's stepping, maybe it's lifting something over your head. Let's test that. And for the next six weeks, we're going to do variations of it. Things in and around it kind of like that. Six weeks later, we're going to come back and test it again. And if I've done my job right, it's going to be better. It's going to look better. It's going to feel better. You'll do more reps or more weight. So you can see six weeks is both a long time and not a long time, right? You've been putting the work in, but you can see these results because getting you off your diabetes medication, I know is going to take longer than six weeks. But if we can build in these wins where you can see them ideally every day, and then across these sort of like mini cycles, as I think of them, then it's so much easier to see that you are making progress and you do have results. Losing 50 pounds is hard. Feeling better and realizing you can walk up the stairs without pain all of a sudden, it's like, 
oh, that's this is progress. And finding those wins in all of the different ways they can be wins, quality, rest, recovery, energy, less fatigue, all that stuff, I think is really, really important for people. I totally agree. And that's actually what makes them stick with the program. And over time, the people learn to be more patient with themselves and their body and the ability of the body to regenerate and to increase function, not from viruses, but from body, where it's much more better for you. And uh, I, I love that aspect because many people are impatient. They said, oh, I'm in pain, I'm taking a pill. When really on the long run, it's good when you have a little pain for, for a day. But if you have long-term pain, pills won't do it. No, it's, it's, just, it's just masking symptoms, right? And, that's, and I don't want you to be symptomatic. And if we're going to pair it with something else to get to the root of the problem, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. On, I talk at least weekly, if not daily, with people who are getting or are about to get some kind of shot from their doctor, a cortisone shot or some other thing to dull deal with their pain. And I try and explain to them, you know, the pros and cons of that to the best of my ability. I'm not a medical professional, I would never countermand something a doctor said, but making sure they know that is not a risk free or harmless procedure. And then make sure we're pairing it with something. Like that's great. Okay, you got a shot. We think you're going to be out of pain for the next six to eight weeks. This is a huge opportunity. Now you can move more, your knee only bent 10 degrees before, and now we can get your knee to 50 degrees. How are we going to use that and make it stronger and make it better? This is a golden opportunity to do more than just wait for the next shot to come around. And ideally, if we do our job right, maybe we do need the next shot, but we don't need the one after that. Because you're feeling so much better and stronger and more stable that we've removed the need for this intervention, which ideally should be, as you said, like a short term intervention. This is not a way to live. And yes, there's people that have chronic pain that is unrelenting, like cancer pain. Yep. And so and I'm very grateful that we live in the current way where conventional medicine has given us strong painkillers that take the edge off. But it's it's if it's not and you're younger, it's not a solution. It's not a long term solution, especially if there's alternatives available. And often I see people too that are don't just don't want to do the work involved. And I think when you hire a coach, especially a personal coach that makes it fun, you have a quite a high likelihood that you actually will over time, being patient with yourself, get to what you really want in life and do not can can over time get rid of all those drugs that have long term negative side effects, which movement doesn't. Exactly. It's important that people recognize that there's a cost to inaction as well as a cost for action, right? The cost for action, maybe I'm going to get sweaty, maybe it's going to be uncomfortable, it's going to cost money, it's going to cost time. These are things I have to do. No one is debating that. Not taking action is not a neutral choice. You are moving in one direction, and you are making a choice to take a step every single day. So just be thoughtful about it. You can do whatever you want. It is, of course, your body, your life, however you want to go with it, but make it intentional. Not doing something is not staying still. You are moving in some direction. I love that, the way you point out that everything, every choice we are doing in life has consequences. Some of the consequences are enjoyable. When we work out and get stronger, feel better, 
can go down and play with the grandchildren, can get up on a fly and run after the dog that broke loose again or stuff like that without stumbling over your own feet because you overlooked that your knees hurt so bad that you fall down by every movement. So you actually can do it. Or being and able to catch yourself when you fall or get yourself off the bathroom floor when something goes wrong and not have to call someone. Like right. these, are, these are important aspects of life. I agree. It's so important, especially when people age, then they suddenly realize, oh, I should have started with that way, 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 way back then. When I thought I didn't need to because I was young and felt re really good. And now I'm on the floor and I have to call 911 to get up. And if someone is in that situation now listening to this, it's still not too late. No. We have in my gym now, we have a, oh, I don't want to give, let's say she's a person in her early 80s, but showed up in a walker, worried about falling, essentially. And now she takes part in the group class five mornings a week and does what everyone else does and gets down and up off the floor intentionally. She moves weight around. She does, and she has very specific programs, especially for her knees. And she has some arthritis in her hands that we're working on. But the, the night and day achievement over a year and a half has been astonishing and she didn't start until she was in her late 70s i love those stories as long as you have a breath in you it's not too late to change your life for the better in there's always way, a way forward always a way forward and whether it involves exercise fitness losing weight whatever you need to do get well start today not yesterday don't wait till the first of january bad idea because happiness is not next year. Happiness starts now. I love that. And uh, to slowly wrap it up, Justin, uh, how can people that uh, are interested in working with you and want to talk with you and say, I like what he's saying. It makes sense. He sounds like a fun guy. I need exactly to work out. Uh, how can I contact him? The two easiest ways are the website, which is feelstrong.me or social media, feelstrong.me. Okay. And social media, we're mostly on Instagram at feelstrongfit, but there's also, we're feelstrongfit everywhere. So you can find us on Facebook or LinkedIn or all of those places. Awesome. And I'll make sure I put the link to the website underneath your video and all the links will be in the show notes so people can look it up. And uh, I'll probably put it on my website because I really like what you do. It aligns very well with what I recommend to my clients. I just don't do personalized fitness, but it's essential. <laughs> so, Perfect. Uh, go to his website, check him out, book a session with him, just get to know him and see how much fun it can be to feel much better soon. <laughs> So thank you very much for being on the show, Justin. I can't wait to see you sparkle again. I always say when several people sparkle together, we get fireworks. <laughs> I love it. This has been a joy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Justin. And this has been the end of Sparkles for Better Mental Health. Uh, please make sure to subscribe to the show so you do not miss a single episode. Bye-bye.